All right. So back to back to it. So yeah. So Pax and Rohara, they were the thieves. Bygone needed them. He found them. He just found them, you know, doing what they do best. That's how they were talking about the vessel on the the merits, their ship and everything. And you know, there was it was their first time even encountering Jedi's. So they were like, okay, you know. Of course, Pax wasn't into it, you know, because apparently he has this thing. Um, his backstory is is that he was raised by by three PO droids when his family was killed, and Rahara was born into slavery as Hosnian at Hosnian Prime. So. He just acts like a droid. Like, that's his, you know, he doesn't really have, like, feelings a little bit. But he does care about Rahara. That is for sure. Um, But they they were, I don't know, they actually worked really well with with Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon. But Pax would have been a little bit, like, not forthcoming a little bit because Brahara was the one that was like nah we're gonna you know help them out you know do what do what we need to do because if it will help you know help them to succeed in their mission then why not um but there was a paragraph on um page 178 chapter 16 you were talking about yourself because it's not a choice for Jedi either is it I mean supposedly they allow you to leave make your own decisions blah 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 but they steal you when you're babies and train your minds thereafter what kind of freedom is that obi-wan looked like he swallowed a gun dart being a jedi is an honor a responsibility a a noble calling yes padawan qui-gon said quietly it's all those things but it's very hard for most of us to determine whether we chose it freely being raised as we were that said i did have a choice dooku helped me to see that and I chose the order, just as Dugu chose otherwise. Obi-Wan said stiffly. By this time, Rahara knew the level of tension in the marriage had risen sharply, but Obi-Wan Kenobi looked more uncomfortable than anyone else as he asked, when did you, did you decide knowing the future was a bad thing, Master? Mm. Well, no. <laughs> uh. I was like, oh, okay, so you just want to get slapped. All right. <laughs> now, this part was um was very important. At first, I was like, why are we talking about this? And why are you showing this to her? But it ended up becoming important. So on page 184, uh, Obi-Wan's explaining to Princess Fairy the workings of a lightsaber. So the construction of lightsaber isn't mysterious, though there are elements that ensure the weapons will will always remain singular to the Jedi. What do you mean? Fenry asks. Well, Obi-Wan considered for a second, then set his lightsaber on a small table near the princess and began to disassemble it. I'll show you the inner workings and explain from there. Fenry bit her lower lip. You won't break it. He stifled a laugh. No, your serene highness. We're required to know how to disassemble and reassemble our lightsabers in the dark, a 
A Jedi's lightsaber is his life. With Henry and her ministers leaning in intently and Duran suddenly at his side, Obi-Wan carefully unscrewed the pommel cap, excuse me, the pommel cap and hand grip, then revealed the lightsaber's core. Here you see the controls and the main hilt. What's that? She pointed straight to the gleaming heart of his lightsaber. Is it a jewel? In effect, it's a kyber crystal, which focuses the power of the lightsaber's beam. Amid the metal working surrounding it, the kyber crystal sparkled tantalizingly. While the rest was a machine, the crystal looked more like magic. He couldn't blame Famry for her fascination. He felt the same way when he first learned how to assemble a lightsaber. Still felt that way sometimes. It's blue, isn't it? Fanry said curi- curiously. Are all lightsabers blades blue? The kyber crystals do determine the color of the blade, but they only take on their colors after their bond with the Jedi, who've chosen them. Fanry's eyes widened. Kyber crystals bond with Jedi? Does that mean you communicate with them? With a grin, he said, no. Just their particular properties are affected by their proximity to a force user. Very swiftly, the bonds form, and then the kyber crystals change. Most turn blue or green, which is why most Jedi lightsabers are those colors. A few crystals even turn purple. <laughs> purple? Henry laughed. Is that what you wish for? Do any of the colors mean something? Legend had it true darkness, such as that wielded by the ancient Sith turned crystals red but obi-wan had no intentions of discussing ancient history with the princess i was just happy to have a kyber crystal bond with me at all your serene highness lightsabers are the sole weapon of the jedi minister orth interjected are they not obi-wan shook his head they're far from the only two we have at our disposal but in combat a lightsaber is an unparalleled weapon for both attack and defense and because using a blade requires immense concentration and keen reflexes, no one but a force user can wield lightsabers skillfully or efficiently. Family said, is a stronger force user's lightsaber stronger too? What happens when two Jedi fight each other? The blade isn't stronger, only the force user's ability to wield it, Obi-Wan said. In ceremonial combat, of course, we're displaying forms more than actual, actually testing strength. But what about non-ceremonial combat, Henry persisted. When two Jedi are on opposite sides of conflict, what happens? It it doesn't happen. The idea made so little sense that Obi-Wan could hardly parse it. We are members of one order. We serve the Jedi Council, and through the Council, the Republic. The Jedi are united in this way. Well, that's boring. Scowling, Henry kicked their little feet beneath their throne. And nobody but the Jedi ever uses lightsabers you never fight anyone else who had one for real i mean not ceremonially the ancient sith use lightsabers but they've been extinct for a millennia so no a jedi just wouldn't be involved in a lightsaber duel to the death it couldn't happen Fenry seemed to realize she was being a being a bit bloodthirsty because she smiled impishly and made the next question a joke never he smiled back as he shook his head. Not ever. So at first I was like, why is she talking? Like she's getting all into it. And then I was like, oh, okay. Because you, 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 you plotting something. 
You plot in some. You, you was asking a whole lot of questions, girl. You used plotting some. So we knew something was gonna happen. Um then on chapter 17, page 188, um, so we finally get to meet the uh people because after the whole assassination attempt, they were able to find this this woman and she was leading her own charge because again the opposition and why the treaty will be bad for the citizens of the jaw moon um one of them was uh helen azuka herself her hair braided into tight knots she wore like a crown so clearly she is a black woman with bantu knots and i thought it was a beautiful line of writing that claudia um made as an introduction for herself um so then Let's jump ahead. <clears throat> Excuse me. Jump ahead to chapter 22. But the Republic doesn't force Circa to stop using them on 240, uh, 254. Um, doesn't force Circa to stop using them even in Republic space. They don't aggressively police trafficking on their borders. Why not? He sat for a few long moments. <clears throat> Excuse me, for a few long moments considering this. To be sure, he was answering honestly. The Jedi don't make the Republic do anything. We serve the Republic, not the other way around. But as to why the Republic doesn't act, I have no good answer for you. Rahara wiped her cheek roughly with the back of one hand. If the Republic can't do can't do something as decent as and basic as attack slavery, why do we have a Republic to begin with? I gonna repeat it. I have no good answer. Enslavement was one of the evils that existed outside the Republic. A dirty fact of life there. One the Republic had never sought to eradicate. Some planets had never operated under any other system of labor and different species in- interpreted slavery in different ways. So the opposition and why the treaty will be bad for the citizens of Pajal is because they were trying to use them for slavery. And if she goes ahead and signs that treaty, she would be doing a whole disservice to the whole citizens of Pajal because eventually they will become enslaved. That's why they are protesting. But they had to make a statement and they really wasn't trying to assassinate her they were just trying to get her attention so that way they can understand like what y'all doing is wrong what about us what about the citizens you know so that's why helen azurka you know was she has uh clearly her people is all the circus people um literally and so they didn't really know how to fight too much but they just were there to protest but they of course had to take uh, matters into their own hands because they don't want this to happen you know they had to fight um so on chapter 25 272 these are the official census results, his Padawan said, bringing up the charts on the data pad screen. But by going into local census records, 
I was able to pull other sets of numbers, which I suspect are more accurate. It turns out Helen was wrong about 25% of the Jolly citizens living on the moon. It's closer to 30%. Although Obi-Wan spoke in a low voice, every word echoes slightly in the cavernous marble tile library. The room showed signs of infrequent use, dusty window window panes, out-of-date data solids, no resident joys to speak of, but it was hard not to feel paranoid that someone might be spying on him. Rael, Avros, Helen, Azuka, the mysterious black guards, all of them would have their reasons for wanting to eavesdrop on the Jedi and for planning to intervene if they didn't like what they heard. Besides, there was still a traitor in the, in their midst. Qui-Gon scratched his beard as he often did when deep in thought. In other words, this treaty gives the vote to 70% of the people of the Pajal system while nearly disenfranchising the other 30%. Exactly. And that doesn't even count those they've enslaved. Obi-Wan pressed the data pad to bring up the holographic data. As for the role Circa Corporation plays in Pajal, everything we've been told is true. Averroes didn't start the process of allowing Circa of allowing Circa to take over so many parts of the government. They've been here for gener- generations, but he definitely accelerated it. And yes, the phrase about the sun preserving the moon turns out to be legally binding in a very permanent sense. The governor's treaty was set Circa's monopoly here in stone. I can understand why Avros wouldn't know the traditional power of that phrase. What I can't understand is why he let anyone else draft the constitution, much less anyone from Circa. And yet he did it out of loyalty to the princess. Qui-Gon still felt guilt about the many failures he had as Obi-Wan's master, but at least he hadn't smothered him in falsehoods as Rael had Fenry. The very acts Rael thought were for her benefit were the ones that would mire her rule and her planet in corruption. Huh. So the Circa Corporation are the ones that are trying to enslave the Pajali citizens. Um, Apparently, they are succeeding. Now, the issue is, again, the opposition is that for the, the opposition is the treaty should not be signed or else. And if they if she goes ahead and signs that treaty, it will enslave the Pajali citizens, the ones that are on the moon. That's it. Um. So on three on page three hundred and two, chapter twenty-seven, Qui-Gon expresses to Obi-Wan the reason he does certain things for Obi-Wan. I think I said that right. Just before Obi-Wan would leave the room, Qui-Gon said, Once you asked me about the basic lightsaber cadences, why I kept you there instead of training you in more advanced forms of combat? Obi-Wan turned reluctantly to face him again. I suppose you thought I wasn't ready for more. The same way I'm not ready to believe in all this mystical, that's not why. After a long pause, Obi-Wan calmed to the point where he would listen. Then why, Qui-Gon? Because many Padawans and full Jedi Knights, for that matter, forget that the most basic technique is the most important technique, the purest, the most likely to protect you in battle and the foundation of all knowledge that is to come. Qui-Gon said, most apprentices 
want to rush ahead to styles of fighting that are flashier or, or more esoteric. Most masters let them because we must all find or find our preferred form eventually. But I wanted you to be grounded in your technique. I wanted you to understand the basic cadences so well that they will become instinct so that you would be almost untouchable. Above all, I wanted to give you the training you needed to accomplish anything you set your mind to later on. Obi-Wan remained quiet for so long that Qui-Gon wondered if he were too angry to really hear any of what he said, but finally his Padawan nodded. Thank you, Qui-Gon. I appreciate that, but but what? You could have said so, Obi-Wan replied, and then he left. So this here was just more of they are really going through the back and forth and the arguments, you know, is here and there a little back and forth arguments because Obi-Wan is getting a little frustrated. You know, we got to, what, what, like, what is going on? You know, why, why are they having these, well, you know, it's the mission. You know, the mission is taking on its whole life form. They need to hash this out. They got to hash it out. And the more they keep going through this mission, the more that it is making Obi-Wan a little frustrated. Um, But eventually, you know, they'll get it. They're going to get it together. Um, Oh, I do want to say she did shout out the Guardians of the Wills on chapter 29 page 319, which is, I am one with the force, Obi-Wan thought, recalling an old saying of the guardian of the wills, the force is with me. So anybody that knows the guardians of the wills, um, that was played by Danny Yen, and I am so sorry to forget the his partner's name. Um, they were in the Rogue One. Um, but yeah, I thought that was a cute shout out. So on page 378, this here was, Dooku was obsessed with this prophecy. He who learns to conquer's death will through his greatest student live again. He who learns to conquer death will through his greatest student live again. So that is clearly Palpatine and Vader. Is clearly, or I wonder if he who conquers death will live again. Um... Because I, I want to say, is that Plagueis, though? Plagueis and Palpatine? But no, I know clearly he did that Palpatine and um, Vader. Because on Mustafar, you know, he lives again. Um, you know, I have to reread that um, Darth Plagueis book. Because that, yeah, that will probably give me a little bit more insight. But yeah, Dooku was definitely, they were really showing that he was definitely obsessed with prophecies and that his his beliefs and everything was, um, it's just, they just wasn't lining up with the Jedi, uh, the Jedi order. So he, he had to leave. And it's just one of those things where you just feel like, all right, well, I got to go. I got to go. Um, it almost makes it seem like it's just a little bit different than how 
it was portrayed in um, Rebels. Was it Rebels or Clone Wars? I think it was in both. It was just different how they portrayed um, Dooku. But, okay. It's just, I don't think that he was, when I was reading, I was like, I don't even think like this was a man that was, um, you know, a bad guy. I just think that his beliefs changed him so much that he like it just steered him into this weird direction of a path um and I don't think anybody was just like mad at him for it I just it was just like let him go and do what he feels he needs to do okay you know um hmm but I always wonder, wondered about that. I guess when I read, you know what? I would have to read the Count Dooku book. But to me, from reading this, just he wasn't really a bad guy. He just had different, a different path, you know, a different belief. You know, it just wasn't aligned with the Jedi Order and he left. Um, but yeah, I think I, I will read that one. I think that one is also a script book, too. Because I think it was just only made for the um, audio book. But yeah, I, I think I will read that one. So on um, chapter 36, page 392, I regret to inform Her Majesty that Merrick Cole survived the ceremony. What? One person family most wanted dead. The most corrupt and soulless of them all. Had slithered free of the trap. When she realized what had happened, she swore. Duran, he spared her, didn't he? He was a good man, Katie Katie replied. He just didn't understand that these circus scum have to die, but we do. Fairy strode toward the bridge of the righteous. She had studied all her life to be a ruler, had been preparing for this moment for years. Avros had only seen a child when he looked at her, but that was because he only ever really saw a nymph piano. Fairy could pity that poor wretch, the girl she never met, but knew she would not share Nim's fate. Nope. She had at, le- had at last fulfilled her destiny and become the only thing she ever aspired to be, the warrior queen. queen. Fairy rules the Black Guards from the beginning. She tried to kill Cole because they hate Circa and the slavery. That was it. So when it came time for her coronation, yeah, that... Henry was not here for the mess. Went ahead and took the kyber crystal, uh, switched kyber crystals out of um, Obi-Wan's lightsaber and used that lightsaber to, to uh, kill certain people, um, especially Mary Cole <laughs> because of the whole circuit corporation. So she had absolutely no intentions of signing this treaty because she hated the slavery thing. She knew what was going to happen if she did sign that treaty. So I so clearly oh and then that was the other part, the black guards. So the black guards were um this other set of people aside from the from the opposition, the Helen Azurka crowd. And they were also the opposition. It's just that they were like two separate 
groups that wasn't for this treaty. So Fanry was the one ruling. She was the ruler of the Black Guards. And it seemed like everybody was all on the same page. It's just that everybody was doing their own doing their own thing. And that was the crazy part. So if all of them would have came together and just kind of talked about it instead of having to do their own little espionage type of role, I you know, things would have went differently. But everybody just wanted to go ahead and start acting like a damn fool. And when you acting like a damn fool, you know, come on now. You might have to tone it down a little bit. Then things just keep, you know, going crazy. You know, you can go to jail. It's like, what? Or get killed, you know. But, um, so that happened. And then on page 425, Qui-Gon rejects the invitation to join the Jedi Council. So, Qui-Gon knew the council to be wrong with everything that was going on. He finally decided. So Qui-Gon knew the council to be wrong about many things. He felt they'd allow the Jedi Order to become a sort of chancellor's police rather than concentrating on knowing the force. Yes, they were wise to refuse the rule, but unwise to simply accept the status quo. Short-sighted to lose touch with the living force by spending so much of their time and energy on enforcing laws that could as easily be left to citizen, I mean, to civilian authorities. Immoral, to refuse to act against evils such as slavery. But none of those were the reasons he chose to decline. My relationship to the force has changed. I wish to be silent for a while, to surrender to it, to accept whatever the force brings. Joining the council will take me far away from that goal. But this is the path I must follow. When he had the talk, because there was a dialogue between him and Yoda, um, and he was telling Yoda they were going to use this planet to um, to do the slavery, and Yoda's response was. I mean, what what do you want me to do? And he's like, what? So you you don't care? And he's like, it's not that we don't care. It's just they're not the only planet that's doing that. You know, we would have to take care of all the other planets that are doing the slavery. And then he's like, well, why we just can't do one planet at a time? And then he's like, Giotta is like, well, that's a big order to fill that dialogue between them two was intense and there I knew he had already had made that decision that he wasn't going to join the Jedi Council because if he has to sit up there and deal with the fact that there are other planets that have slavery then why would he even be a part of that? Um, so then he decided that, no, he's going to try to make sure that they don't enslave these people. 
one planet at a time. You know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, let's cripple the Circle Corporation. And then let's, and then after that, we can focus on the other planets that actually do have that issue. Um, but yeah, that dialogue between Qui-Gon and Yoda was, was pretty intense. Um, it really had like cringing moments because I didn't think that Yoda would, but it's kind of like, you're already a, like, because you're already dealing with the politics of it all, you can't save everyone. And I think that's what Yoda was trying to tell him. You can't save everyone, but you can try. We can try to do it, do the best we can. But I think the way he was saying it, his delivery of it was, wasn't the best. And he should have said it. And it just made it sound like he was insensitive to it. That was pretty sad. Um, so what happened to Fanry after that whole debacle went down? Oh, child. They took her. Um, arrested her. She's so, um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure she'll find a way to rule somewhere, but they, they took her away. Um, and then on page 427, Rael talking to Dooku about Dooku. So at the end of the book, Rael, Dooku said, his voice deeper and graver than ever. Have you thought more about my proposal? With a short laugh, Avril said, like I could have thought of anything else. Dooku continued, you will learn much here on Sereno with me. You have yet to even imagine the truth of the force, but you could find a way. There are so many things I've learned that I could teach you far more than ever told us at the temple. You will gain more understanding, more power than you you can yet comprehend. If we stood together, we would be unconquerable. Glad you think so, Avril said, but actually, I've decided I'm going back to Coruscant. Not sure what the council is going to do with me, but I guess I'll find out. Dooku drew himself up. Still stiff as a plank, Ryle thought. Why would you choose the path that leads to weakness, the path that is destined to fail? We don't choose the light because we want to win, Avril smiled sadly. We choose it because it is the light. With that, he snapped the projector off and Dooku disappeared. So that was the end of that. Um, I thought that last line was, that was, that was beautiful. We choose, uh, we don't choose the light because we want to win. We choose it because it is the light. And I was like, I see you. Yeah. So in other words, he just wants he just wants to live. <laughs> like we don't always have to use the light to win. We just want the light so that way there's always something there, you know, for us to be happy about. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. I think he just always wanted to just be him, you know um be back at home rael will get you know i think his story was was pretty good um but also too he had to face his 
faces demons. Um, and <laughs> this will make it a lot harder for him because it felt like he just failed again by failing to mentor Fanry in a way. Um, and the way she acted and everything. Yeah, it was, I think that was just a lot for him to to handle. So, but kudos that he decided to just go on with his life and just try to, you know, keep it together um, and still see the brightness in life. So I'm sure he will do good. Um, but overall, that was it. That was the end of the book. Um, again, it was still a good book. I really, really, really enjoyed it. Um, again, the whole thing with Qui-Gon and Ndugu and Rael, the master and apprentice uh, part. I just, I really enjoyed it thoroughly because I didn't know that he was into prophecies like that heavily. And it just made me think of, actually, it made me think of Qui-Gon differently. It made me think of Dooku differently. Um, that's why I always love reading reading books because they always have this more complex but more um, in-depth of character building. And you get to understand the person a whole lot more. So when you watch or re-watch the movies or TV shows, you end up finding that now you're now it's it's completely different, you know, what you thought of before to what you're thinking of now. And you can see that oh, okay, now I understand why they went ahead and made this decision or, you know, now it, it filled in the gaps of what it was that, you know, we were, what I was thinking of. Um, but yeah, so definitely a really good one, a really good read. I hope you guys enjoyed that. And, uh, you know, I really went in deep with that one. Um, <laughs> I did have, I did have word of the day. I hope I say this name, say the word right, obsequious, obsequious, which is O-B-S-E-Q-U-I-O-U-S. I want to get it on. Here. Okay. So, obsequious. That's the. In fact, I I use that as the scroll. There. Obsequious. So, Let me see. 
trust me, and these are like GRE words. All right, so it means obedient or attentive to an excessive or servile degree. It's an adjective, just to let you know. And in this, it's used as Thurbal inclined his head again, though the obsequious tone had left his voice as he replied, how good it is to know that the Republic protects its many citizens so well. So it's kind of like, um, it's obedient, yes, but more of, how would you say? In a sarcastic type of way, a little bit, but yeah, it, um, obsequious. I thought that was a really good word. So, obedient or attentive to an excessive or servile degree. So, yeah, so it's more of like, you know, in a way. Because the way he said it is, how good is it to know that the Republic protects its many citizens so well? Kind of like, you know. Yeah, you're being a little sarcastic there. Um, but yeah, that was one of the um, words in here. Um, I do believe like a lot of her books, oh my God, they serve for GRE so well. If you're, if you have like particular books that you would prefer to read, because I know like some of them, if you're like wanting to take SATs or GREs and whatnot, and you have to learn, you know, the words and and whatnot. Believe me, her Claudia Gray book, she has a lot of words that I keep seeing popping up. That when I was studying for the GRE, a lot of those words was popping up in that book. Um, so I would say if y'all's, you know, studying for it or whatnot, do yourself a favor and read it. Like you ain't gotta read these other, you know, other books like. Oh God, like the Jane Irie, you know, books or, you know, those old school, old school books. Um, Little Women, I think that was one of, one of the names of the books and whatnot. So, yeah, you'd be surprised as to how many like current authors, you know, they have a lot of these GREs, SAT words. Um, in there where you can actually use them as a study guide and you know being able to put them in and uh define them and put them in sentences always know that 90 percent of the time if you see a word not too sure sometimes their definition will happen to be in the in the next sentence after um i did see that in leia book I'm currently reading that and I've seen that in I think I've seen that in Bloodline I'm not too sure um but yeah always know that always know that but yeah so other than that that is it for this episode so part one will be posted up part two will be posted up um next week I will be live streaming uh across the galaxy and that is the day before the two episodes of obi-wan series is coming out um so i can't wait for that and i will actually be going over the vanity fair article 
Um, definitely because we got to put some respect on that on that whole photo. Oh man, it's so beautiful. But yeah, so I'll be doing a whole live stream on YouTube and Twitch. Um, so please join. That will be at two thirty on Thursday, and that will be it. Oh, and also trying to figure out a way of reviewing these episodes. I'm not too sure. It looks like I will only be able to do it on a Thursday, and um, and it is unfortunate because I was trying to do it on a Sunday, um, which is like you know a few days after the episodes you know will be airing. But it looks like I will probably only be able to do it on Thursday, so that means I will have to. And I really want to do the comic book reviews. But I, it looks like I may have to stop the comic book reviews for this month and push them for another month. So that way I could do the um, review. And I'll still try to see if I can get my friend to join me in on the reviews. Or I could just do a whole, you know, series review of everything at the end and still do the comic book reviews but I like to dissect like each episode so I may just end up doing that I don't know yet but either way see you across the galaxy next week live stream YouTube and Twitch um at 2 30 okay so thank you have a good week oh and tomorrow's my birthday I'll be 38 um but yeah so have a good week Enjoy. This is the way. Peace.